Blog Talk Radio. BlogTalkRadio.com. Word of Life is based on John 10, 10, where Jesus said, I am come that they might have life and that they might have it more abundantly. We're your co-hosts here. I am Renetta, coming to you from Gladwin, and my co-host Ella is here, coming to you from Kalamazoo, Michigan. We would like for you to contact us by emailing your comments, prayer requests, or questions to wordalive612 at gmail.com. And that's a capital W. You can also contact us by following us on Twitter at Word Alive Now. You can listen to us 24-7 here at blogtalkradio.com forward slash Word Alive. All of our archives are available on demand or by downloading our podcast Word Alive at uh, iTunes and on your Android phone by downloading the uh, Blog Talk Radio app and listening to Word Alive on your phone. We're so glad that each and every one of you were able to join us tonight. We invite you to call a friend and have them to tune in and listen to the message as well, listen to the broadcast as well. Um, Word of Life is on each Saturday night at 11 p.m. You can call in and participate live by dialing 646 646- Three seven eight zero five three eight, and if you are online listening, uh, scroll down to the bottom and join us in the chat room. God bless and enjoy. Well, hello. This is Renetta here at Word Alive here on Blog Talk Radio, and it is August the fifteenth, two thousand and fifteen. Uh, so we're halfway th- halfway through the month of August so far. And I'm still waiting for my co-host to join me tonight. We're supposed to do a, uh, every once in a while we just do a chat night where we just come on and we just kind of talk to each other and invite anybody to join us who call in uh, and just share, you know, our experiences with God and, you know, where we're at with God and what's going on. So hopefully she will join us tonight or I'll be chatting with me. (laughs) But um, it's a really great time to be alive in the body of Christ is a, I believe it's a very, very great, one of the best seasons uh, that the body of Christ have ever had. I believe we're in it right now. And I believe we are standing on the brink of seeing moves of God that we've never seen before. You know, I believe we're at that season in our life where the scripture says that God would do exceeding abundantly. He would do exceeding abundantly above all that we are able to ask or think. And then the word of God also tells us um, that Jesus said, uh, you will do the works that I do in greater works. And so that means that as believers, all of us as believers, 
we should be able, oh, I'm sorry, welcome for, in, to anybody who is listening uh, right now. Got to say that. I got so excited about talking about the Lord. I just jumped right in. <laughs> but we welcome all of you who stop by and listen to our broadcast. We realize that people are very busy. We all have very busy lives. And for someone to take a half an hour out there a day to listen to uh, a broadcast, we appreciate it. And we hope and pray that it uh, is very beneficial to you and you won't feel like you've wasted your time. But, you know, this is, I believe we're at the place uh, in the body of Christ where we are actually walking into that. We are walking into it right now. You know, uh, people are being healed. Uh, Miracles are taking place. People are, the, the best thing about it all to me is uh, the body of Christ is starting to wake up. There's a scripture that says, uh, uh, woe to those that sleep in Zion. And that means, you know, the people in the body of Christ, the people that are members of the kingdom of uh, heaven. We should not be asleep right now. We should be wide awoke. You know, you might think I'm sounding a little crazy saying, what do you mean this is the best time for the, this is one of the best times for uh, the body of Christ or for a Christian or for the church? <laughs> because uh, a few weeks ago they passed a law that it was legal to uh, for a man to marry a man and for a woman to marry a woman. And we know by reading the word of God that that's not the will and the plan of God for us and it's not the will and plan of God for marriage. Number one, Everything that God did, everything that God brought forth in the earth, he brought forth with the ability to reproduce. And so when he created men and women, he also gave us the ability to reproduce. And if I'm a female and I go marry another female, we can't reproduce together. And if I'm a male and I go another marry another male, we can't reproduce together. So if all of the females and all of the males stop marrying males and females and the females all marry females and the males all marry males, that would be the end of mankind right there because if there's no reproduction, then we cease to exist. So we know that's not the will and the purpose and plan of uh, God. The enemy's plan is to steal, kill, and destroy. And what he wants to do is to steal, kill, and destroy all plans and purposes of God out of the earth and out of mankind, out of our hearts, out of our desires so that we don't desire the will and the purpose of God. We don't desire the plan of God. We desire uh, to fulfill the lust of our flesh. And uh, there's a lot of ways to fulfill the lust of the flesh. And uh, a lot of people are caught up in, you know, this is the, excuse me, I don't know what's going on with my throat tonight, but we're living in an age where everybody is out to be happy. Just do whatever makes you happy. Everybody's out to just get the most for themselves. You know, get for you, get for you, get for you, get for you. That's like the society that we live in right now. Get more, get more, more, get more. And not necessarily get more so that we can benefit other people, but there's a mentality of get more for you, get more for you, so that you can say, I got. Some of the get more we get, we don't even use. We'll buy clothes and hang them in our closet and never even wear them. But the moment that we saw it, we laid our eyes on it, we had to have it. We felt like our flesh was crying out, oh, get that, you need that, oh, get that, we want that, we want that, oh, get that, I want that, oh, get that, that is so beautiful, I got to have it. 
And I'm pretty sure that when you bought it, you were not thinking about hanging it in your closet and never, ever wearing it. But yet, that's where it's at, hanging in the closet, never being worn. Why? When there are people out there who can't even afford to buy clothes, who don't have the money to buy clothes, who don't have the means to get clothes, and you're buying clothes, hanging them in your closet, never wearing them, and, you know, this means that you have enough to share. If you can hang something in your closet that you purchased and never took the tag off of it and never wore it, that means you have the ability to share with someone else. And so if you have clothes hanging in your closet (laughs) with the tag on it and they've been hanging there for six months and you haven't worn it yet, you're probably not going to wear it, just consider passing that on to someone less fortunate than you. Just consider giving it to someone else. Consider one day using your time, your resources, your abilities to make somebody else happy. We're so busy trying to gather and bring together to make ourselves happy. Go make somebody else happy. And I'm telling you, there is something extremely rewarding in doing for someone else. There is something extremely rewarding in benefiting another human being. When you're able to uh, help another human being get to a better state in life, or even just help somebody sometimes just get through the day or sometimes even just get through an hour of the day. It's so rewarding when you walk away and you realize that you made a difference in somebody else's life that day. It could be something as simple as walking up and giving somebody a hug, and you don't know why you hugged them, or maybe they haven't been hugged by somebody for five, ten years, maybe never in their life. You could have made their moment, you could have made their hour, you could have made their week, you could have made their month, you could have made their year, you could have made their life. We need to uh, look out more and stop always looking in at ourselves and looking in at what I need, what I need. Even, you know, when we pray a lot of times, we, uh, I want you to evaluate your prayer life. Look at your prayers. How do you pray? Are you praying out of a need? Are you praying out of adoration, love, and appreciation of the Father, of our Lord and Savior Jesus, out of uh, uh, all the good work that the Holy Spirit is doing in your life? Are you praying to get to the next level in God? Are you praying, seeking a deeper relationship with God? Or are you praying, again, to satisfy your flesh? What are your prayers like? Are you praying because you want something else that you don't have the money to go out and buy right now, so you're going to ask God to give it to you? Are you praying because you're frustrated with someone else in your life and you can't seem to do anything to change that relationship so you're going to tell God to do it for you. God, go fix them because they just irritate me right now. Have you ever thought that maybe the reason why that person is irritating you is because of you, not because of them, but because you are in the place that you need to be? You 
have not uh, worked on your relationship with God enough to get to a deeper depth with him so that the cares of this life roll off your back instead of irritate and frustrate you. Maybe your focus is too much on what bothers you and not enough on the goodness of God. Or maybe you're not focused enough on somebody else's needs and what you can do to meet that need or what you can do to connect them to the resources to meet that need. You know, we can become so consumed with our own self, with our own desires, with our own frustrations, with our own hurts, our own pains, our own failures, our own successes, our, 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 I, 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 I. We can be so consumed with us, with I, that there's no room in our life for nobody else. And we think we're making room from other people because we live in a house with somebody or sleep in a bed with somebody. Or we have somebody called a spouse or somebody called a child or somebody called a parent or somebody called a sibling or a cousin that we talk to once in a while, we see once in a while. But do you have a relationship with them? Do they mean anything to you? Can you, are you willing to make sacrifices on their behalf for their better good? Or are all these people in your life for you, for you, for you, for you, for you? Because sometimes we think everybody in our life is in our life just for us, to make me happy, to give me love, to spoil me, to buy for me, to take me, to see me, to talk to me, to feel my day, to feel my life. Well, what if you're in that relationship to pour something into them, to bless them in some way, shape, or form, to be a help to them, to be an encouragement to them, to uplift them, to spoil them? What if it's your turn and you don't even know it because you spent most of your life with it all being all about you and now that you're saved, you love God, you thank God for salvation, but you haven't learned how to get out of you yet and really get into him. You haven't learned to put away the things that you love filling your day with and start filling your day with his words, his truth, with worshiping him, with spending time with him. You know, every once in a while, we as Christians, we all need to evaluate our lives, evaluate our walk with God, evaluate where we think we are, and then have a conversation with God and find out where you really are. Most of the time, we're not as far as we think we are. Most of the time, we're not doing as much as we think we're doing. A lot of times, we're doing so much that we're not really doing anything. Our lives are so busy with doing, 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 but we're not doing anything for Christ. We're not doing anything that's making any points with God as that's going to uh, carry over into eternity with us. That's going to count for maybe a jewel and our crown when we get to glory. When we, you know, when this world passes away and we're living in the eternal world with God, Jesus. So sometimes we we need to take a look at our lives and evaluate, are we where we really think we are? Well, hello. It's good to see you join us tonight. If you would like to have something to say or leave some comments for me or to broadcast, go right ahead. I'm so glad to have you with us tonight. And so uh, just moving on, we are waiting for my co-host to join us. We were supposed to have a... Uh, chat about the Lord tonight, but 
I haven't been able to get a hold of to her, and she haven't joined yet. Hopefully, she'll join before we we uh, end tonight. But I was just having a conversation about you know some things that came across my mind about God and our walk with God. And going back to what I started out with, I think this is one of the most exciting times for the body of Christ. A great time to be saved. A great time to uh, uh, grow and mature in God. This is the time, the season that we're coming into where we will see great manifestations of God, of his power. We we will experience the life of his word. You know, we named this broadcast Word Alive for a reason. The word of God is alive. Spirit in it is life. But it doesn't mean that those words written on a page that's sitting in front of you, that just sitting there, is going to supernaturally jump up off the page and, and dance in front of you. We have to apply ourselves to the word and apply the word to ourselves. And as we apply ourselves to the word and we apply the word to ourselves, the word of God comes alive. As we spend time with God, communing with God, conversating with God, we spend time getting uh, to know the Holy Spirit and allowing the Holy Spirit to do his job in our life. The Holy Spirit came to lead and guide us into all truth. As we take time out of our busy day and out of our busy schedule and spend time with God, Spend time in his word, praying the word, praying over the word when we get ready to sit down and read it or study it. Meditate upon it. The Holy Spirit will bring revelation of that word to you, and that word will come alive. It will become alive to you. It will become life to you. Life feeds you. It nurtures you. It's it's our existence. It's our living. The, The word of God should be the living, the life of each Christian, each believer. You know, uh, the only time that we familiarize ourselves with the word of God should not be while we're sitting in church listening to our pastor preach on Sunday morning. We should become more familiar with the word than that. When we walk out of the church on Sunday mornings, we need to, hopefully you took some notes down so that you can go home and read through your notes and meditate upon that word that was just given out. The word is given for a reason. Our pastors don't get up Sunday after Sunday and preach and teach and uh, during the week and teach and preach just because they're a pastor and it's their job. They do it because God is fortifying us. God is rejuvenating us. God is charging us. God is preparing us. God is equipping us to go out into this lost world and bring souls to Christ. Go out into this lost world and share the love of God. Hallelujah. Share our testimony with somebody who can't, who don't know if they can hold on another day. Even in the church, we have to share our God experiences with one another to encourage one another. Because when I'm down, your testimony can encourage me. And when you're down, my testimony can encourage you. But our testimony can't encourage nobody if we don't tell nobody about our God experiences. If we don't tell nobody about the time you woke up in the morning and you got up out of the bed and your head was pounding and you declared the word of God over your own body and the headache left immediately. And you went through the whole day with no pain. You have to share those experiences with people. In the body of Christ, we share our walk with God with other believers so that 
so that we can see the power of God at work in each other. We are connected. We are a body. We are members of one body. We're fitly joined together by these relationships that we should be building with one another. And these relationships help to fortify one another. And it helps uh, encourage each other to good works, encourage one another to be about our Father's business. As I share my experience and the things that I've done to get about my Father's business, it can encourage you, well, you know what, I need to get started too. I know God wants me to do something. I'm going to start taking steps in that direction. And sometimes we think, oh, I need this, oh, I need that. I need, I need, I need, I need. I came because I need. Well, take a step of faith, even if you don't have what you think you need, because God, the Lord is going to supply all of your need according to his riches and glory. If God put it in you, if God birthed it in you, he's going to give you everything you need for its fruition. He has given us all things pertaining to life and godliness. That means, okay, we know that God, there's nothing impossible to God. He has everything he ever needs. He has it. But he has everything you ever need. He has everything I'll ever need. And guess what? It's ours. Believe, ask, receive. As long as we don't ask amiss, because some don't have the answers to their prayers because they have asked amiss. Because they just want to heap things upon themselves, what I was talking about before. But prayer is not a Santa Claus list to God. Prayer is a connection to God so that we can commune with Him, so that we can, uh, you know, sometimes unburden some burdens onto Him and we can receive downloads from Him and partitions from Him that we need to keep moving, that we need for that day, that we need for that week, that we need for that person that's about to knock on our door. And we don't know what they want or what they need, but God's already imparted to you everything you need. And as soon as they open their mouth and make their request and you open your mouth, just being a willing vessel, all of a sudden what they need pours out of you. Well, how did you know? You didn't know, but God knew. That's why we got to stay connected to him. So we can be the open conduit in the earth for him to always flow free, touching the lives of those that we come in contact with. That's your purpose in the earth, to be God's connection to them. Be God to them. Some of you, there are people that you will be the only God they will see until you introduce them to God or until someone introduces them to God. But what they see in your life, how they see you live and walk out the plan of God, there is somebody watching you. You may not even know who they are. They have observed and they notice there's something different about you if you are a true believer. They notice there's something different about you, and they are wondering why are you so different? Why do you shine so bright? Why is your light so bright? We plant, we water, and God gives the increase. And when we're sharing with somebody or our life is shining to somebody, we don't know if we're the planter or the waterer, but we always know God brings the increase. So don't get in God's way and block his light. Get out of God's way. Lay flesh down. Stop making it all about you. 
and let's make it all about God. Okay, God, where do I need to be? How do I need to do it? How should I say it? Give me the words to say, I will speak for you. I will go for you. I am willing. I'm your vessel. I'm available to you, God. I want to be used by you because I don't, I want to help somebody make it into the kingdom of God. I want to help somebody who's in the kingdom make it another day. See that God have more for them. Get to their manifested healing, their manifested deliverance, their manifested breakthrough. Walk in the plan and purpose of God. I want to be that help to them. I want to be that encouragement to them. That's what God wants us to be, willing vessels for him. So, you know, in my life, I'm witnessing the move of God. I'm witnessing God change lives. You know, uh, I'm seeing God's love. I am seeing that God loves people, and he wants the best for people. He just wants them to open up and allow him. That's all he wants. He wants them to stop murmuring, stop fussing, stop complaining, stop looking at themselves and look at God. So, God, I pray that you reach somebody tonight to encourage their heart and uplift their spirit or confirm where they are in you. Or if there's anybody listening to this broadcast that don't know you, I pray that they come to know you, your love. They come to know that Jesus, your son, you gave your only begotten son, Jesus, to come into this world and live as a man. And then he suffered, was beaten, and he died to save us from our sin. He paid the penalty of sin, death, so that we wouldn't have to. And then he rose again the third day so we could have eternal life, so that we could live in eternity with you. So we pray that you bring them to that place of believing this and accepting your love. Accepting Jesus into their heart. Accepting your spirit to live and abide with them forever and to lead and guide them into truth. And then, Father, fill them with the Holy Ghost until they're overflowing, bubbling over. And help them in their walk with you. And I encourage every believer just to closer walk with him. I don't care how strong you are in God or how close you are to him. I guarantee you. He's got room for you to draw closer. So let's draw closer to God so that we can all be about our Father's business, transforming the world one person at a time, working together to destroy the works of darkness, and that God will continue to transfer more from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of light, the kingdom of his dear son as he did us. Thank you for joining us. Invite a friend to listen to this broadcast. Uh, It'll be in our archives in a few minutes. And we have about 140-some more broadcasts for you to listen to. So stop by any day or any hour and listen to any of the broadcasts on our archives, archives by me, Renetta, uh my friend Ella, uh, my pastor, Pastor Dan. I have some of his messages on there and 
um, Pastor Peterson, some of his messages are on there, and we just have some good word here. God bless you. And come back Saturday at 11 p.m.